now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Path, The Next Level Network. Today's a big day for a couple reasons. Number one, I've got the boy with me in the chair as I'm doing this because, uh, well, that's how things go sometimes. Maybe he'll say hi, maybe he won't. But uh, it's also a big day because it's WrestleMania weekend, my friends. So that means for the eighth year in a row, Mr. Matthew Shaw joined me to preview the entire card. We had a great time with this. I'm hoping I can get it out to you uh, in a timely fashion. Uh, you know, like I said, things come up, it happens, but uh, hopefully we will be able to get this out to you before night one begins. If not, then uh, just tell us how wrong we were on night one. Um, there we go. Yes, scheduling is tough when jobs and children and things are involved. So, well, actually, they're tough when those things aren't involved. Here you go, Arthur. Take that. Thank you. He's reaching for a coaster on my desk, and uh, I don't want him to hit the space bar on my keyboard because that will stop the recording like he did a minute ago. So there we go. All right. Let's uh, let's go. Let's do. So, okay. TheMeltingPat.com for all my stuff. That's where you find it. I'm not coming back to do another thing. Uh, so when you hear the bell at the end, that's the end of the show. All right? So there's that. Um, yeah, we broke down the entire card for WrestleMania 39. And so if you don't like wrestling, this show's not for you. This episode is not for you. And... Uh, Go, uh, don't complain because I let you know right off the top. If you don't like wrestling, today's not for you. Oh, we'll do the captain in case. Oh, damn it. No, he didn't let us know. So I don't think we're going to have the captain, which is good because I don't, it turns out I don't have time to put it in. So go Flyers. Captain, hope you're well. And uh, it's better that you didn't reach out and do an update because I don't have time to put it in the show. All right. So there we go. That is, uh, that's all I got. Again, themeltingpat.com for all my stuff. That's where you find it. Leave a review, like it, whatever you do with podcasts. Do that with me and leave a good review. Tell them that you love me and that I'm awesome and that uh, that it's really fun to listen when my kid is here messing things up. Or He's not messing anything up. He's fine. So anyway, there we go. We're going to ring the bell, and then the preview for WrestleMania 39 will be in your ears. My thanks to, well, my thanks to my wife last night for... Uh, Taking the boy so we could talk to Matt Shaw because scheduling, again, is really hard, and uh, we were able to to work it out. So thank you to my lovely wife, Jill, my smoking hot wife. Fantastic. Uh, thanks to Maggie, who I think will be watching the boy while I put the rest of this show together. I hope anyway. If not, then, well, it's going to be late. So there you go. Sometimes that happens. We roll with it. We, uh, we handle things as they come up. So there we go. All right. That's all. I love you. The newsletter's out. It's up. I'll share it to the thing. And uh, subscribe to that so it gets in your inbox. All right? Is that everything? I hope so. I got to go do other stuff. So thank you for being here. I love you. Go have fun. Don't be stupid. Crap open a cold one. Enjoy whatever you have going on. Enjoy the show. Let me know if you're watching and what you're enjoying, how wrong we were. And, uh, oh, Ibanez, we, uh, let me know if uh, that thing that we talked about. Great. Oh, real quick, before we go. Um we mentioned at the end of the show, the way too early world series. And, uh, we forgot to mention the greatest baseball player ever big E in that. And I want to say that we weren't recording, but big E factors into Matt's decision in his fun world series pick at the end of the show. So there you go. All right, we're good. We got to go anyway. Yeah. You know the drill. So here's me and Matt Shaw 
previewing again for our eighth year. It's nuts. We keep making this work every year. Uh, previewing WrestleMania. So ring the bell, enjoy it, and uh, I love you. All right. If you hate wrestling again, this isn't for you. I'll talk to you next week. For everyone else, here we go. Me and Matt Shaw previewing WrestleMania 39. Matt, this almost didn't happen. We almost didn't make it to our eighth year, but I'm glad we did it. How are you, man? I'm great, Patty. Yes. Uh, about 48 hours until showtime, and we're squeezing it in. <laughs> this is actually not the closest we've gone to showtime. I think the first year we did it Saturday morning when you were in Dallas. I remember. Yeah, were, I do. I think you're the right. The first time we did this, you were in, in your car, sitting outside of the arena in Dallas, and looking at it, and we, were, we went through the card like 10 a.m. Saturday. It was nuts. I do remember that. You're right. And I don't know how quickly you edited that to get it out. Uh, that might have been up on a Sunday, because <laughs> back then it was just it was still one night for the show. That's true. You didn't need it up by Saturday night. Yeah. That's right. Now we have the two, which which as we've talked about over the last eight times, seven eight times we've done this, uh, the two night is great. I agree. Yeah, it was kind of long overdue. I mean, these five and a half marathon shows just always it was impossible to have an amazing show because it just couldn't help but fall off the cliff a little bit towards the end because because you're just gassed i mean you're gassed right and it comes off like a a lot of what makes a great match is the crowd and if the crowd is just toast you know it's really hard to create moments and have something memorable at your wrestlemania towards the end if it's just a five and a half six hour show you can have the best match but if it's at the end of a a marathon card everybody's going to be exhausted and you're not going to get the the same energy that you would if if you had capped it at four, yep. which they should all be capped at four hours. I mean, ideally, right, it would be one night of the best matches and not like everyone gets on the card. But we're long past that idea, right? I think looking at both nights this year, I feel like they're getting closer to the theory that like you have to earn it to get on the show. We want you to be over and we want you to be involved in some sort of angle. There's a couple of matches that I'm sure we'll go through that seem like they were just thrown on, like a couple tag matches, I think, that were just chucked in there that might even be thrown in the pre-show anyway. But as far as most of the matches here, I feel like most of them have people in them that are actually over, and I don't mind being on the card at all, uh, even if I'm not totally in- invested in their match. Because you want at least a handful of people in the crowd or watching at home to care about some factor in the match. Right. and. I don't know. I'm nowhere near the locker room or the business, but I'm sure it would be um, enticing or elicit some sort of healthy competition that the people that are over get the paydays. And, you know, if you weren't over enough to be on the card, then, you know, you're just not on the card. And like, I'm sure that hurts the wallet, hurts the ego, and maybe gets some people to step up. You would hope for that, wouldn't you? Like if you're if you're the company, you'd be like, hey, we need more people we can depend on for big shows so we don't have to keep calling back John Cena and The Undertaker and, and The Rock to come out or whoever, right? You want to be able to rely on the people you're paying all year. That's exactly right. And it hasn't really been the case. And the talent is not all at fault because they were obviously handcuffed a lot by Vince's creative and, you know, these you know, metaphorical glass ceilings that were tough to get through. So I understand that as well. But, you know, I'm glad that we're to the point now where, you know, if you're not over, you're just not featured. And if I feel like Triple H has done a good job of giving guys solid opportunities. And if it's not connecting, 
you know, he puts you to the side for a bit and then maybe tries, like, I feel like I'm thinking of carrying cross yeah. specifically, you know, he's obviously talented. He's got a great presentation. It's just something wasn't clicking. So instead of just overexposing him and jobbing him out, which I feel like would have been done a year ago, they're just figuring out what's wrong and then they're going to try it again. And I think that's a healthy way to do it instead of just letting him sink and burying him and, you know, just killing his stock in one shot. Because if, even though Cross seems like he's had a tough time out of the gate, if he were to come back next month, I think you can skyrocket him quickly and people wouldn't bat an eye because he really wasn't buried on TV before his absence. I think he has to shave his head again. I think that he, like, he came back and he looks like an accountant. And which, I mean, if he's being IRS version two, that's fine. But uh, <laughs> like, it, it just, he, you're trying to sell him as intimidating and like, bro, you look like the guy I just had coffee with on Tuesday. Like it's not, presentation is important in wrestling. Like it's a big part of the deal, right? It's half, it's maybe more than half the the package, right? You gotta, you gotta look the look and you know, he's got a great presentation. The entrance is great. And then he, you know, the lights come on and it's like, Oh, you just look like a guy. And I'm like, ah, huh. Really talented though. I, I do like him and I hope that he is able to find a, find his way back and shave your head. Please, for yourself. It's for you, Karrion Cross, because I know you're listening. I love how, by the way, so uh, Matt has his dog in his lap, or he did, and as soon as you mentioned you were disparaging Vince McMahon, uh, Bronson jumped down and couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, Bronson's a big Vince guy. His entire life, big Vince guy. <laughs> he was the only one watching Raw in late 2018, and everybody just left him. That's right. That's right. He, he went through a lot, and uh, I love the mug, by the way. That oh, is thanks, that buddy. is so sweet. I love that mug. It's my new idea. Yeah, he's got his uh, got his kid's face on a mug. I love that. That's awesome. We we had a good conversation about dadhood before the show. We don't need to we don't need to bore people with that. Let's talk WrestleMania, Shaw. This is going to be. I'm. We always we do this every year. There are some matches where it's like okay, maybe this would be good, maybe not. But at the end of the day, we know it's going to deliver. Yeah, I feel like. The past couple of years, this show has been fairly negative <laughs> because <laughs> there's just never any decent storylines going into the shows. That everything was, it was like two talented guys would be thrown together the Monday before the show. Like I'm thinking of Rollins and Cesaro from a few years back. That that always clicks in my brain. Like, okay, like that'll be great, but does it mean anything? And to my point, it was great, but it didn't mean anything. So I feel like that's what Mania has been for a while, where the build has always been pretty subpar. But then once you get to showtime and you get the crowd and the production and the event itself, it's exciting and we love it. But I feel like this is the first year in many years where everything's kind of gelling together like it should. Good episodic storytelling, expecting a good payoff at the biggest show of the year. It's just the way that it should be. And I feel like it hasn't been like this in a long time. Yeah, things seem to matter, and I hope that this is the year they do away with WrestleMania backlash, with all the WrestleMania remit, because that is my one of my biggest pat peeves with wrestling, is that they do this whole, like, oh, WrestleMania is like, oh, it's the end of the calendar, and we start a new year next week, and then three weeks later, all these WrestleMania return matches. I'm like, that's not the idea behind starting a new year. I, I don't mind maybe two or three rematches, but like, I feel like some cards are pretty blatant with just throwing the same card out there. And given the other guy the 50-50 booking win, 
But again, that's a Vince move, right? That is Triple H has not booked in a post Mania pay per view yet, so we'll see what he does. That's say. true. And they literally called it WrestleMania Backlash for like two or three years. So I was like, all right, all right, just you leaned into it, but not in a good way. <laughs> right, just like obviously trying to fool the casual fan to think that this is as important as the show that was three weeks yes. ago with the logo and yeah, exactly. But I do like that we're opening with the U.S. title match, Cena Theory. I like that uh, Theory's getting a good spotlight here, and Cena's probably going to leave right away to go do movie stuff, which is fine. And uh, we read it. We went to a house show before on the road to WrestleMania, probably 2016 or 17, and uh, it was a guy who's Cena's not coming. He's He's got movie stuff, and then he was the first guy out in a battle royal. He was the first guy to make an entrance. I'm like, oh, there he is, and then he probably hopped right back on a plane. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's such an indication of how busy he is. Like, this is WrestleMania. He's got 80,000 people waiting for him. And he's like, all right, got to drop in, got to drop out. You know, he can't dedicate even one night to, you know, assumingly that's why he's going on first. Yeah, but I like this. I like Austin Theory. I'm a fan. I think he's, I mean, Cena said it in his promo, like, it's your chance sink or swim, kid. And that's kind of it, right? And I think there's no no real better test for him than facing Cena at WrestleMania. And I think he can pull this off and really put out a good showing and say, look, I deserve to be here. I think that promo uh, where Cena came out, I think the theory interrupted Cena. He was expecting it and then he just roasted him. It really exposed theory, but I think it's going to pay off pretty well. And I, I don't expect this story to end this year. I actually expect it to end next year. I think these two go again at, uh, at WrestleMania 40, I think this has a pretty strong opportunity for a good arc. I could see Cena uh, winning the championship in the opener. And I also, by the way, think it's very smart that it goes on first because I think with the pay-per-view costing $5 through Peacock that a lot of people just tune in whenever they can and whenever they want. But if you get them there at 8 o'clock, you hook them and you keep them there the whole show. So I think that was very smart. But back to my point, I think Cena goes over theory here, wins the belt. And then I think Cena lo- probably loses the belt on Raw the next night to like Lashley or somebody like that. And that frees up theory to win money in the bank again. And then you get a rejuvenized, more polished theory as Mr. Money in the Bank going against Cena. And then maybe, you know, Cena wants to take the money in the bank off of him. So it's Cena versus theory two for the money in the bank. And that's where theory gets his win over Cena. And hopefully he's uh, developed by that. And it, it, means something you don't think cena winning would do some damage to theory at all but like enough where it's a problem for theory going forward no i don't because i think cena spelled it out for us like he's not ready and you don't believe in yourself we don't believe in you and that's all true stuff i believe in that i i think that was a shoot like a work a really well done work shoot and i think if austin theory goes over cena it's very forced and, that, and then to Cena's point in the promo, then what? What are you going to do? I, and I think a loss to Cena works. Then he has like this little redemption run in the spring, wins money in the bank, and then he's back again, right? And then it, and it's fine that he lost to Cena. And then, he, and then Theory can be the one to challenge Cena again in the spring. Like he can call him out instead of interrupting Cena. Say like, where are you at, Mr. Hollywood or whatever? Like, I want you now. Like, where are you now? And then they could have a much better program with 
uh, polished Austin Theory. Okay. And then next year, uh, if you're going as well, we can see him in person face John Cena in Philadelphia, WrestleMania 40, right? That would be great. That'd be fun. We are going, by the way. It's it's already, the plan is is solidified. We're definitely going to go. Absolutely. Sounds good. Are we going to do this show live from the parking lot? <laughs> I don't see why we couldn't. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that, that would be so sick. Just start interviewing random people. Like, hey, how do you feel about this? <laughs> hey, you see it all the time. Like, um, what culture? Guy, Simon Miller. You know Simon Miller? Yeah, yeah. He does a spot like that all the time, and it's a it's a fun it's a fun watch. So I have a year to get the uh, the right equipment to do an actual podcast from the parking lot. Okay, <laughs> I'll just use my phone. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be picking one of the nights for sure. I don't know if you plan on going to both, but I'm going to pick one of the nights most likely. The plan is both. The plan because we've Tonight. never been to WrestleMania, and it's always been a a bucket list thing for me. So you've been to like six, so it doesn't probably doesn't matter as much to you. But yeah, this will be the first one we get to go to. So it's in your backyards. You know? That surrogacy money's paying off, man. I'm telling you. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it for sure. But we got a lot to look forward to here as well. I don't know. So the WWE Facebook, the let's try that again. The WWE Facebook page shared the uh, the cards for Saturday and Sunday. And again, the only one we know for sure that's in the right order is Cena Theory as as kicking off the show. So I don't know if this is in the right order. I hope not because the uh, the men's tag team showcase is last on this page. So I mean, if that... Let me just say this now. Before we get to the match, if Usos uh, versus Zayn and Owens doesn't close night one, there's a problem. Let me just put that off the bat right here. Like there's, it's an issue. You got to do that. Agreed, a hundred percent. Needs to close. If it yeah, doesn't close, close, it's a, it's an issue. It has to close. If it doesn't close, whatever closes gets, and it's just not good. But but before we continue, you didn't give me your prediction on Cena theory. Ah uh, oh man, I see. I, I like the idea of of Cena winning, and I like your your booking of theory kind of making his way back, even though he kind of already had to do that when he lost the money in the bank. I part of me just thinks Cena winning does more to damage theory. So I think I got to disagree. I just think that the theory need, like we talk about it every so often, like some guys need wins. I think in this case, theory needs a win there. I don't know. I do like your booking though. I do. So I would not be disappointed if that happens. We'll see. I generally enjoy your fantasy booking though. So I try. I try. <laughs> When you watch it long enough, happens. you can you can kind of put things together, right? But yeah, maybe maybe it happens. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody else gets involved. Our truth comes back, and he rises to prominence again. That'd be nice. I like our truth. He's very fun. He's a fun guy. All right, let's do. Uh, man, what do we got here? Uh, you want to do Ray Dom? Sure, Ray Dom. All right, you and I have talked about Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I just, the whole prison thing, I don't, it's not for me. Um, he's, I mean, there's a reason he's in the spot. He can, he's made it work. I like the, the Eddie comparisons. Apparently he's been talking to Vicky about that. Like, can I do this? Would this be okay if I kind of copy Eddie's mannerisms, which I do like that part of it. Um, I like that Ray finally snapped the good throwback to, uh, Kane and Undertaker. I'm not going to fight you. I won't fight my brother kind of thing. Um, I like this. I think, you know, if this is Ray's swan song, obviously he goes out on his back, but 
I feel like they've wanted to do this since Dom signed. And for that reason, I'm glad they're doing it. Me too. It's not the best angle because I don't think Dom is as polished as he will be one day. Uh, I'm glad that Ray's going to the Hall of Fame. And I think that him going to the Hall of Fame makes this match bigger this weekend. I'm going to predict that Ray wins. And then post-match, I can't take credit for this. I was talking to a buddy of mine at work, and he thought of this, and I totally agreed with him, that Ray wins post-match, judgment day, kind of is like, you suck. What's your problem? You're garbage. You're keeping us down. And then the Mysterios fight off the judgment day to close the segment, and uh, Ray and Dominic kind of embrace to end the segment and the match. Okay. I can get down with that. If if Ray's going to keep wrestling, I'm down with that. Uh, you know, I like it. I honestly like it as a retirement. Like, how much better could you get? You like you worked your son at Mania. I mean, and then you get to celebrate in the ring with them post match, and then you go into the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, but then what does that do for Dom to lose to a guy on his way out the door? I mean, I know it's his dad. I get that part, but I think the loss doesn't matter if you make up for a post match, right? Like. If he loses, then like a two-minute beatdown, and then double six one nine spot, crowd goes crazy. It's almost like it's forgotten about already, you know. And I just feel like Dom winning. It just feels like then you have to do something with him, right? Like you have to push him, and I don't think he's ready for a push, to be honest. Like if he goes over Ray, then what does he do? Does he go after the icy title? Does he go after like where does he go from there? That's a good point. I was gonna say tag titles, but. If if they were split and he could go after the Raw tag titles and whoever team that would be, then that, that might be okay. But like since they're unified and since maybe KO and Sammy are going to win at WrestleZania, then, which is a great, that was a great line, great shirt, love it, which we're going to, we're going to talk about that one last because it should close night one. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, there's nowhere really for him to go. But I've I've kind of been sour on him the whole time. So it him not doing anything doesn't matter to me. I kind of skip a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan either, honestly. Like, you know, I'm sure he's like a hard worker and a good kid, but something just isn't clicking. And I don't I don't know, it's hard for me to say well, like he does he doesn't have much charisma. I remember even like in a managerial role, like his timing was just off on like all these spots of like knocking a guy off the rope or distracting the ref, and I'm like, Oh my god, like this is brutal, but you know, it's not to see, I'm sure he's still very young. I don't know his exact age, but I mean, I'm sure he'll do well eventually. It's just taking some time. And I think they rushed him to the main roster too fast. Like he never had any opportunity to grow in NXT. I don't think he spent much time on the Indies. It's almost like he just was in the developmental center and then was sent to the main show. Like send him to NXT, like have him lose to Ray and then, turn babyface and then put him in NXT and hope he gets seasoned and then call him up when he's ready. I could go with that too, but I don't watch a ton of NXT. So again, any season he's getting, I'd miss because I don't have time to watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm not, I'm not into, I don't, I don't watch much NXT, but I just think that's the right spot for him. You know, I think of like the, the guys that are down there, I've watched a few times and it's like, okay, I think Dominic can shine in this environment, get some confidence, know, learn how to, you know, work and on his timing and stuff. And even his promos, his promos haven't been terrible. Like the last one was okay, but 
I just think he needs NXT. So I think Ray wins, turns babyface, and goes down for a bit. Okay. I do like that. I, I feel like, yeah, Dom and NXT in front of the same crowd every week and kind of building with them, building a rapport. And then, you know, the internet goes, hey, Dom has turned it around here. And then that'll kind of seep its way in like, hey, maybe we should give this kid another shot and give him a give him a story here. That could work. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. That could work. I, I don't know. I, I kind of go with the uh, the current angle theory. When, you, when you're leaving, you should go out on your back. So I kind of stick to that. I'm stubborn in that way. Um, but then again, yeah, I don't know what to do with Dom after that. But I also, Dom's never coming on the show. Um, I also don't care that much. So <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's that's a part of it too. We may have been talking longer than the match actually lasts on Saturday. I think so. I think so. Let's go to the next one here. Let's do, uh, we should, let's do, here we go, Becky. Uh, Lita and Trish against Damage Control. I heard a rumor a couple of weeks ago that this wasn't going to happen because Ronda and Shayna were complaining that they didn't have the tag titles and wanted them. And I'm really glad that whatever that plan was going to be didn't happen because then it would have been a waste of bringing in Lita and Trish to not have the six woman at WrestleMania. So I, I'm happy this is going down this way. Same. This is just cool kind of like fantasy booking and some legacy characters, if you will, teaming up with today's stars. I love it. It's good. I actually thought this was going to open on night one, but seeing the theory is really, really good. But this is going to be a great match, a great fun match. I like that it, this you know, brings the legends back, gives damage control a meaningful mania match because they've gotten a lot of TV time. And I love that it keeps Becky relevant and fresh so and keeps her away from the championship in a good angle. Sometimes I feel like a lot of wrestling promotions, including WWE, struggle to get good women's storylines that don't involve the championship, but this is one of them, and I'm glad that Becky's a part of it because when she eventually goes back to the belt, whether it be this summer or next WrestleMania, it'll feel somewhat fresh. Yeah, there are uh, many wrestling companies. Let's just... Uh... Let's call them out. WB and AW don't do great with women's stories. <laughs> they, they, if there's, if they do have one, then that's the one. And then if they try to shoehorn another one, it's a mess. But I feel like they're doing this one. Uh, they're doing well with this one, with this kind of secondary story in a way, which I, uh, I do appreciate. And we lost Matt. He's gone. He de- he doesn't appreciate what I just said. He's gone. He left. And uh, no, he just turned off his camera. And he doesn't want to look. He doesn't want me to see him anymore. No, sorry. I had to. I wanted to dim my phone so I didn't burn my battery too fast. Sorry about that. Good idea. No, that's fine. I. Uh, but yeah, I like this again. Like the the legacy characters isn't always bad. It's not always uh, a detriment. I think this is really fun, and it gives everybody involved a cool thing to do. You could say, "Oh, Bailey finally got to work with two of her heroes," and get her stable over on a big match on the card. What's your prediction? Damage Control wins this, right? Boy, I don't know. Uh, who takes the pin if Damage Control wins? Ooh. Um, damn. Well, Becky and Lita are tag champs, right? They are, yeah. So then Trish would have to eat the pin. But then why do you bring Trish back just to eat the pin? Yeah, I think the baby faces win. I'm going to disagree with okay. you. Um, okay. I don't think... 
it hurts damage control to lose to two legends in Becky. So I think it's a good opportunity for them to lose and maybe even break up. I think they had a good run. I don't know. I, like, what else is there for them to do? Like, Bailey had a program with the title already, but she didn't have the title, but she had a lengthy program for it. And um, they had a tag title run. Bio and Dakota were tag, tag champs, right? Yeah, yeah, for a while. So I think that it may, may have run its course. And let's see what the girls can do by themselves. But I'm going to go with the baby faces here. They're going to create women's trios titles, Matt. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Please, no. No? <laughs> Not Please a good no. idea? No, Patty. It's a terrible idea. So so many titles. Everybody gets a title. This Tony Khan, here's here's the twist. Tony Khan bought WWE and everybody gets a championship. Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like, yeah, that the whole, just even not even knowing who's champion, but also just like the visual of like everybody coming out and having a belt. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's a lot. That's so many. Yeah, man. I, I do think uh, if the baby faces win, Bailey does not take the pin. That I can be sure of. Yeah, I guess so. I can see her like being such a mark in a good way and saying like, oh, it'd be such an honor to eat a pin from like Trish Stratus or something at WrestleMania. That might be funny. <laughs> but no, I, I I would think they're doing a good job protecting Bailey in this role. And I, I don't think she's going to eat the pin if they lose. Log- I like your lo- I like your logic. Yes. Finally got one. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> We disagree, but I got a point. Uh, all right, let's do men's I mean, I, showcase. I've, I've been agreeing with you for seven or eight years. I think it's time we disagree. That's true. We have to. Yeah. We got to make some good radio out of one of these, right? Uh, <laughs> let's do this men's showcase. Now, I am a little bummed out that the Battle Royal was on WrestleMania SmackDown because I love Battle Royals, and I think uh, I think it was a good little fun spot on the card. But I love tag team wrestling, and so I'm okay with this. I like this little showcase idea. They had to earn it. They had to qualify by winning a match, which is great. They didn't just get to declare like the Rumble, um, which I'm still mad about that they just get to declare. bothers me. But anyway, uh, Strowman and Ricochet, speaking of uh, guys thrown together as a team, Street Profits, Alpha Academy, Viking Raiders, uh, these are four solid teams. This is, Well, three solid teams and two singles guys who have made themselves into a decent team so far. And... I just get it like it says, it's a WrestleMania showcase. So I'm thinking this is going to be just a fun 25-minute, maybe 20-minute uh, tag mess. Do you think this makes the main card, or is this the is the men's and the women's showcase match the pre-show on each night? Um, I forgot. You know, I forgot they still do pre-shows because I don't watch them. Because you see the uh, like you see all the video packages during the show anyway, so I don't really watch those. But if they are, I would say, let me let's see. Looking at this, yeah, this has pre-show, yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. I think it. I think they both go in the pre-show, and I'll take the Street Profits just to get them a win. And I could see Alpha Academy splitting post-match. Well, yeah, uh, Otis is is going to get that modeling deal. Which is like, that's just a fun, dumb, like Maximum Male Models, just like a fun, dumb gimmick. Like we laugh about it every time they're on TV. Like it's just really fun. Yeah. It's a fun, fun act. I like it. Sometimes you need that, you know, goofy, silly, slapsticky comedy angle. So you need some levity on the card every once in a while. Like you can't just be all serious. Like, oh, you got to have some fun in there. 
like a good horror film. You got to make me laugh to break the tension and then I can get myself back up again. Exactly. Someone has to trip when they're running away. Like you have to be able to like, ah, you idiot. And then, oh yeah, they're scared of the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Street Profits. I'm good with that. I think I agree. Definitely uh, Alpha Academy's breaking up. Um, you know, actually I could see Braun and Ricochet winning because I feel like that's, they're just going to, they're really trying to cement them as like, hey, these guys were mean to each other online, but now they're a tag team and buddies. And I feel like be a star. They're like, don't be a bully, be a star, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a direct uh, back and forth or was Strowman just making fun of high flyers? I thought Ricochet responded and that's, and like it made its way onto TV. I thought oh, that's how it started. I didn't realize that. Okay. I could be wrong. Huh. Well, I'm glad that they both found the spot on, you know, even though it might not be the actual card, but otherwise they probably don't fit into this mess. So maybe not. They're finding ways to stay on TV and be, you know, be involved, which is good. And it's like tolerable, right? It's not like this. It's not like they're pushing them to the tag belts immediately, right? Like they're just, I feel like in the past, you'd take two single stars and then they would be fighting for the tag belts in three weeks. And it's just like eye rolling. But like if you let these guys get established on TV, maybe get some matching ring gear, it's a little bit more believable. They need matching ring gear and uh, and a name. And I think they'll be good. And then a, a tag team theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just think of like the worst mashup ever between Ricochet's theme and Strowman's choo-choo train sound effects. Ooh. Oh man, every so um every time he does that train thing when he runs around the ring, I just remember that like three, four years ago they actually piped in train sounds when he did I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you playing train sounds when he's running around the ring? It's it, it was that was a low point. Really. Kevin Dunn Kevin Dunn was looking for that Emmy. Oh my god. That was <laughs> I, I that was a real thing, everybody. If you don't believe us, I promise it really happened. Braun Strowman did his running around the ring thing and was messing people up, which was a fun spot. But they would also, when he would do his little arm, like, I would wave his arms in the air and then they would play train sounds. And it it was just, it was bad. And I like, I'm I'm a wrestling fan. I like dumb stuff, but it was, it was bad. (laughs) I stopped watching, but Bronson was still watching. Yeah, of course. Of course he was. Yeah. I I checked out on Braun years ago, but uh, I'm, I'm actually, this isn't bad. So. It's either them or the Street Profits getting the win here, I think. I agree. Man, Shaw is bored of this. He's, he doesn't want to talk about tag teams anymore. All right, no, good, because we, we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even hide it. You literally saw me yawn. So sorry. <laughs> we're, we're both dads of young kids, man. It's uh, it's all right. Yeah, I just finished my like seventh cup of coffee this evening. So. Oh, good for you. Good Thanks, for you. Buddy. All right, no, let's really. do... Uh, we got another women's match. Two women's matches. SmackDown women's title. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. Uh, long-term storytelling, which you and I both appreciate. And I'm, I'll just come out and cut to it. I think Rhea gets her win back and uh, cements herself as whatever it is she's trying to do. It's been I've enjoyed watching her over the last however long she's been this really interesting character with Judgment Day and all that. So I think she gets her win back. She proves that... Uh, She's better than the last time she faced Charlotte. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm tired of Charlotte Flair that I'm not going to pick her to win here. But I'm thinking Rhea Ripley cements herself as uh, as the star that we all thought she could be. I hate to agree with you so much, Pat, but 
I, I would just be echoing exactly what you said. This is all about Rhea, and it should be. I think Charlotte is stale. I'm not a huge fan, but I do appreciate her matches and you know what she's done for the division, and everything. But it's time. I think it is time. This is a true passing of the torch program. I think that the story is essentially from three years ago. Not much has been added. They just added water to this. And it's time. It just, I want this match. I had, I'm sure it'll go like 17 minutes, but it'll be more effective if it lasted like six with Rhea going over pretty definitively. Um, as the new face of the division, I think it needs to happen. So I don't care how she wins or actually I would prefer she won clean. I think it would be a mess if like Judgment Day came out and cost Charlotte the match. I think that would suck, but it's time. Just let Rhea do her thing. She, they put her over like a million bucks in the Rumble. Let's continue that momentum and give her the belt convincingly over uh, Charlotte. Yeah, I think uh, 10 minutes should be the match for this match. And I hate to say that because I don't, I don't like to see, well, anybody's match kind of hamstrung with time. But I think for the sake of the story of putting over Rhea as this monster you've built for many months over the course of whatever you've been doing... Um, like I haven't been watching, I have, but <laughs> I don't know how long it's been, but yeah, I think this one has to be quicker than a mania title match normally would be. Let's put it that way. Yes. I think the audience is trained to think if a belt is on the line, that it's going to go at least 15 minutes. Well, I think this is a really logical and strong opportunity to make this like a six minute match to keep the audience on their toes for the other championship matches that are yet to come. Yeah. For sure. Plus, then we get more time for our for our hand selected main event, which we're going to get to in a second. But we have that way. We, we have one more, right? Let's see. Yep, we got Seth freaking Rollins and Logan Paul. Um, not a Logan Paul guy, however, he gets it. Like he just he gets it physically in the ring. He gets it. He's on the mic. He just you know they talk about it all the time. Like oh, this guy has it. I think uh, Roman said it best in a promo when he was doing his Dusty impression. Boy, you have it. You couldn't get rid of it if you wanted to. You are it, baby. You are it. And I'm just like, yeah, some guys just get it. Like, Roman gets it. Logan Paul just seems to get it. I don't know if he wins, but he's going to entertain people more than they might think. I think he wins. I think he gets it. I'm looking forward to this match. I think Logan Paul needs the win here if they want to continue him being in meaningful angles. You know, he's kind of been in WWE for two years now on and off, like as a celebrity guest and, you know, as Mrs. Boy and all this other stuff. But he hasn't really had any definitive, like, winning moment. He's just kind of a – he's still viewed as a celebrity wrestler, which he'll always be. But I think they would like him to be in meaningful programs going forward with their top stars. And I think in order to do that, you got to give him a win here. I think he obviously cheats to protect Rollins a bit, but Rollins is so good that he'll recover and they can even continue the program if they wanted to. But I think Logan's got to win here. Maybe even interference from his brother, you know, to draw more headlines. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, could you, it, could it be that far fetched, oh. you know? His well, brother? No, that's the problem. What you said makes perfect sense. I just, I would hate it so much. Oh, Jake, but not a, 
not a Jake Paul fan, even even less so than his brother. I, oh. But any, yeah, what you're saying makes sense. And for sure, like Seth is the right guy here because he's not hurt by a loss. I even think like it could be not interference, but not squeaky clean either. Like a little, you know, grab the tights, use the ropes, whatever. Like Seth's not hurt by a loss in this scenario, right? I agree. And I think if he does lose, it has to be cheating. Even though it's not to, I, I misspoke. It's not to protect Rollins as more it is to get Paul over as a chicken. Can I curse? You know by now you could say it. You'll be censored. It'll be all right. <laughs> I'm a father now. I don't speak those words. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy, buddy. I got a kid too. Okay, yes, you do. Stop it. <laughs> no, of course I do. I just forgot the rule. Kelber said the same thing when he was on a few months ago. Like, yeah, oh, come on, buddy. And he's got two. <laughs> That's true. No, but I think his character needs some work. It, it's just he hasn't had enough matches. This is really his first heel match. Every other match he's worked as a ba- – no, I'm mistaken. He worked as a heel with the Miz and a tag match. But I feel like ever all the singles matches he had have been as a baby face. So um, I think they need to get him over as a heel. as like a bad guy here. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And again, Seth is like the perfect guy to do this because he just he can make you believe that whatever happens is the right thing that's going to happen. And Seth's not hurt by it either way. When they paired them at the Rumble, I was like, oh, God, it's like so awkward and weird. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, it's kind of perfect. Because like otherwise Rollins would kind of be lost in some raw program that like really wouldn't matter so like to me this is the perfect fit for both guys yeah it's good it's good i I think it's going to be fun match is going to be fun i'm sure all right shaw our night one main event again if this doesn't close night one there's a problem because the bloodline story has been the best thing in wrestling for three years however long it's been and there's a reason for that and one of those big reasons is Sami Zayn. the other two are the usos and, you know, Kevin Owens, I will, uh, as the kids say, stand Kevin Owens till the end of time. I am miffed he's not a bigger star, although I think he's making a ton of money and is happy with it. So good for him. I think he's fantastic. Sami Zayn's great. The Usos have been on another level for however long this title reign has been. 900, whatever it is, days, Michael Cole can let me know. Um, this is going to be so fun. I think the Usos dropped the titles here. And we get a big, you close night one with a big moment. Zane and Owens back together, celebrating in the ring. Streamers, confetti, fireworks, the whole nine yards to close night one. Um, I don't know if that helps or hurts the decisions for uh, for night two at the end of the show. But uh, I'm going to ride WrestleZania to the end here and say they come out with the win. What say you, Bronson? <laughs> well, we share the same opinion, but... Definitely Owens and Zayn have to win here. This has just been like an amazing storyline, as you said. And even the details have just been done so well to the point where, you know, you look back at Elimination Chamber and you have Sammy and the Usos. That story is there. And they could have had Owens come out, save Sammy and hug Sammy and book it right there. But what they did was they realized that they needed to work on Owens. So they kept Owens as like this 
hesitant friend that's like, I don't trust you, you know, and then they built Owens for the last two or three weeks. And now they all just came together so well. So now everybody means something. Instead of Owens being a tack on to this story, he's now just as important because they gave the time to establish the relationship again between him and Sammy. It was just done so well. And yeah, they're going to win. They they have to win. And this is the payoff for the Sami Zayn portion of this storyline. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. And yeah, I, I think it'll be excellent. It should be. You know, I saw a promo on Monday or maybe it was Friday. I forget. But they called it like the greatest tag team match in WWE history. And it's like, uh, wow, I think if this match is excellent, which it probably will be, like, I think they're right. Like, first of all, titles have never made evented. Uh, I don't even know if they've ever made evented a pay-per-view, let alone WrestleMania before. So that's a big deal. Oh, actually, I lied. A lot of those super, ta- like the two-man power trips and Undertaker, Austin, tag team, yeah. they, they've made evented. But I'm talking like two traditional tag teams I don't think have ever made evented a pay-per-view before. I could be wrong. Sorry if I am. But this has just done been done so well, and it's going to be awesome. I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's just your classic WrestleMania made of it, it's it is but it isn't. It has classic build, but it with unorthodox circumstances like for the tag titles. And to your point about Owens being a big star, I agree with you hundred percent. Like he needs to be a bigger star and hopefully that they continue this. But it seems like the last couple of years, like they'll flounder in like the fall or wherever. But they've ramped them up when, like, the WrestleMania season happens, whether it's around the Rumble or WrestleMania. Because I put together a list, I wish I had it with me, where I looked at the list of guys that have main evented WrestleMania two years in a row. And it was like a list of like eight guys, and Owens was one of them. Wow. If you find that, send it over. I'll post it on the website. Yeah. It was like a really insane list of like Hogan, Rock, Austin. Yokozuna, Bret Hart, Kevin Owens, right? And it was just like this list of like absolute legends. And it's to say that like he's had an amazing career and I hope it continues. And I just hope he's consistently looked at as a main guy, not just this ace up the sleeve kind of character. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And just think a year ago, Sami Zayn was losing to Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass guys on WrestleMania. And now he's been in the biggest story in wrestling and is probably going to win the tag titles in the main event of WrestleMania, of a... Russell, you get the idea. So yeah, just the way the way he's transitioned from comedy story to serious story where he's going to have the big moment is incredible. It's been really fun to watch. Is he in any way remind you a lot of the rise of Mick Foley? Yeah. Yeah, just like just got over kind of just because of who he is and how good he is and how uh, how the crowd just latched on to what he was doing and he found his way not in a in a strange like hey they're forcing him on us like no he just went out did his thing and people were just like yeah you know what this is awesome keep doing this yeah it's like this innocent relatable average joe body type of guy that his promos are just so genuine and so awesome and he's so relatable but yet he's not the baby face like foley wasn't he's like 1a like not to compare Cody Rhodes and Steve Austin by any means, but like Cody's the one at the moment and Sammy's 1A and Austin was one and Foley was 1A, right? So, and they play off each other really well. 
You heard it here first, everybody. Cody Matt Shaw says Cody Rhodes is better than Steve Austin. Wow. Wow. Can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, nothing like a yeah, Cody Cody beer bash tomorrow night. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, that might be kind of fun, actually. That might be fun. Anyway, night two, WrestleMania. I uh I like this card. I like the whole card, really. But I think night two has more more things that I want, and mainly because Gunther's on night two, which we're going to talk about. Uh, let's do the women's showcase tag match. This one feels like, oh. with the exception of <laughs> the exception of Ronda and Shayna, just like, hey, we need women on the card. Let's make them tag teams, and that's kind of they just like, hey, you're a baby face, you're a baby face, you're a heel, you're a heel, and Chelsea Green, you have to do something. So. Chelsea Sonia, just for anybody who wants to be caught up. Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia Shotzi, Ronda Shayna, Sonia, Chelsea Green. Um, I don't see anyone other than Ronda and Shayna winning because they're kind of the stars here and the actual tag team. But is there anything else in this match that jumps out at you to discuss? No. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just, it just, we, it's just to get them away. I feel like Ron, it's just to keep Rhonda happy this entire yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier, the rumor was that she was mad. She wasn't getting a title match or whatever. And so I guess this is her, this is their penance for that. She just had a horrible year. I'm sorry. Like, not that I can perform any better, but I mean, I, when you well, think we don't about, know, we've not, we've not seen you do it though. We don't know. That's true. But uh, I just think since her return at last year's Royal Rumble, like she had, I can't remember one good segment or one good match, honestly. Like it's just been a disastrous year for her, unfortunately. She also fell into that hole of like everyone has to cut a long winded promo and that is not her strength. And so that a lot of it's been like, okay, like you're good at other things. This is not one of them. You should be doing the other things that you're good at. And for whatever reason, she wasn't. And it's just kind of soured me on her a little bit. But I feel like this is a good spot for both Ronda and Shayna to prove like, hey, listen, we're the top team in this division. Here's why. Yeah. And you know what? On paper, like the idea of like Becky and Lita versus Ronda and Shayna, like, I that's fine. That sounds kind of good to me. Like if, you know, yeah. the, if the angle's there and whatever, I I. I mean, it's a pretty big SmackDown women's uh, tag title match. Or it's not SmackDown. It's just women's titles. But anyway, it's probably the biggest women's title match they've ever had, women's tag title match. I could buy that for SummerSlam if they want to do it earlier than next year's WrestleMania. I could buy that for... That'd be a fun SummerSlam match, right? How about WrestleMania Backlash, Patty? Uh, Matthew. (laughs) Matthew. No, sir. (laughs) Oh, God. Wrestle, Could you imagine? WrestleMania goes Hollywood backlash. No. <laughs> WrestleMania all grown up backlash. <laughs> do, you, do you remember those vignettes? <laughs> yes, I do. With like the little Bobby Lashley like in his underpants. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now here's a question. See, I knew we were going to we going to work this in. Uh does our friend Matt Ibanez think that Bobby Lashley as in underpants as a child was also stale? That's what we need to find out. So Ibanez, when you listen to the show, I know it's been a long time. Uh, let us know if Bobby Lashley has been stale since that time or just 
from when he went away and came back? What do we think? <laughs> I think I know Wimpy's answer. All right, so we're gonna. I'll find out. We'll find out Saturday or uh, or Sunday probably. Whenever he listens, he's got two kids too, so he'll probably listen on like Wednesday. So Ibanez, let me know. Thanks, buddy. See, I knew we'd get it. Eight years, we still got it. We get it. We get a Matt Ibanez mention every year. Always. <laughs> I knew we could do it, um, Matt. I think this is your favorite match on the card. I think I, I think I know what it is. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's not. But go ahead, Daddy. The one in twenty one and one. Brock Lesnar versus the Nigerian giant, Omos. This is your match here, Matty. Matthew, this is yours. This is all. You've been waiting months for this. When it was announced, you texted me in all caps, Patty. I can't wait for this. This is great. None of that happened. You're, you're not looking forward to this at all. But I, I want to actually want your thought on this. I read okay. this. I can't remember where. I wish I could give them credit. Um, because Lashley kind of got screwed with Bray Wyatt's issues, whatever he's got going on. So now Lashley's not on the card. So I read someone say, hey, what if Brock Lesnar squashes Omos in like four minutes? And then he's like, come on, I wanted a fight. And Lashley comes out and they have an actual rubber match or an actual, you know, blow off at WrestleMania. You buying it? I love it. I think that's great. I think that Omos and Brock needs to be a squash in order, like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm going to mute myself for one second. Please do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was rude, Patty. Um, I don't want to see almost working Brock's ribs. And <laughs> I don't want to see Brock have to sell his ribs for six minutes and then have a 30-second comeback with an F5 and barely win. I think that sucks. I think that's probably what's going to happen. But then again, Triple H is running things now. I just want to see Brock squash him in literally like a minute and a half. I want to see maybe like almost back him into the corner. Lesnar gets out three Germans, however those will look. <laughs> and oh, God. Hit him oh, with an man. F5. I didn't even think about those. <laughs> hit him with an F5, call it a day. Crowd would go freaking crazy. I think you can open with that night too. That's what I would pick to open. Like the crowd would go freaking nuts for that. And I love your idea for Lashley. Like, it does suck. You know, I'm not a huge Lashley guy, but you can't deny that he's not over. Excuse me, you can't deny. Let me say that again. You can't deny that he's over. He's there definitely over. And he stinks. <laughs> he did. You know, I wasn't a Lashley guy for a while, yeah. but I feel like yeah, this yeah. past year, he's kind of found it at the, uh, it only took him 17 years to get over, but he got over. <laughs> and I think he truly deserves to be on the card. And I think that'd be cool. I, it, that's his story. I didn't like that they had this trilogy of matches. So without giving you one definitive winner, I thought that was just so weak. And it was just so stupid. So, yeah, just give me them one more time. I'm fine with it. Even if it's two minutes long and one of them goes over, I'm cool with it. Yeah, and, it, and like he's off the card through no fault of his own. So you shouldn't really, you know, punish him for that because, you know, whatever Bray Wyatt has going on, hope he's well, hope he figures it out. But I think yeah, it was always kind of weird. Bray Wyatt and Lashley, that didn't really make any sense. And I, the the idea that uh, Lesnar and Omos would go six minutes and Omos would, you know, work Lesnar's ribs or whatever, like that does nothing for anyone. Like does nothing for Omos, does nothing for Lesnar, does nothing for me as a fan. Like just just serves no serves nobody. So yeah, give me a squash. 
if this goes longer than five minutes, we got a problem. And then, yeah, again, I, I wish I could remember who brought up the idea of Lashley coming out after that, but I want to. I would give them credit. But anyway, it was not my idea, but I do like it. Yeah, Lashley coming back, I'd say, all right, Brock, you want to fight? I got nothing to do. Let's go. And then they beat each other up for three to five minutes, and there's your your 10 minutes for Brock Lesnar on the card. Yep, and I think that's all people want. People don't want to see Brock sell. They want to see no. him destroy. Yeah. And they want to see him whip ass. And that's it. So, like, just give it to him. Like, what are we preserving almost for? Like, we didn't care. He lost to Lashley last year. Like, and nobody cared. Just have him lose to Brock this year. Nobody will care. You could heat a guy like that up in three weeks if you wanted to. Like, it's really not a big deal. Yeah. He's like, he's like Kane in the way that he has the benefit of being seven feet tall. And, mm-hmm. like, anything you do, like, you just have him squash a couple people on a couple Raws in a row. Next pay-per-view comes around. WrestleMania, all grown up, Hollywood, uh, you know, SmackDown Hotel, Backlash. And, you know, he's ready, like, because he's seven feet tall. And you can, and you can't teach that. And yeah, there's a reference for you. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, he's got the benefit of he's seven feet. He's, he's a big guy. He could just, I'm going to, I'm going to beat an MVP by his side. Uh, my Nigerian giant's going to beat your guy up. Okay. I can buy that for an opener. No problem. Yep. I think it'd be good. There we go. So your favorite match on the card. We did it. We took care of it. I'm glad it we might did. Be, it might be if it's a 90 second squash. <laughs> I think that's, I really think that's the way to go. You got to do it. Yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, what I don't think should be a squash, mainly because it's a gimmick match and those should not be squashes. Edge and Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell. And I like that the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view either is not a thing or they just forgot about it or whatever because Hell in a Cell should be, we've talked about this, should be a match that comes about naturally, not just because, oh, we have a pay-per-view where we have Hell in a Cell matches, so we have to do this. I like that Edge was like, all right, you want to get you want to get down and dirty and get rough? Bring your demon, hell in a cell. Let's go. Looking forward to this a ton. These guys are great. I don't even care who wins. I just think this is going to be so fun. I love Edge. I love Balor. Hell in a cell, one of my favorite match types. Let's go. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, is it true that the demon Edge required or required requested the demon to come out or demanded the demon to come out? Is that the thing, or did I make that up? He said it in a promo. Yeah. He did. Cool. Okay. So this, you know, it's kind of long overdue, but I'm so glad that Edge seems set on giving Balor a torch, the torch, right? Like he's, yeah, this, this is set up for Balor to move forward. That's why I don't think Judgment Day lasts past Mania. Um, if, you know, if it does, it'll be a short while. So I think after this, Balor will be ready to be a player again. Priest has been ready. He just, you know, needed the opportunity. We went over the Dom babyface thing going NXT, and Rhea is going to be the star. So I think it's time. So it's pretty awesome. Edge, I'm sure he had a huge say in the creative here because this was his stable last mania, and it looks like it'll end fairly soon a year later with getting over like all these guys in the, in the stable, which is so awesome. Yeah, which is what you want out of an angle, right? You want out of a stable. like You want everyone involved to be in some way better than they were when it started. Yeah, really great, great story. I wasn't a fan of them kicking Edge out so soon, but it turned out to work really well and get Balor hopefully to the next level soon. And I don't know if you saw it, but they, this really isn't a spoiler, 
the Helena cell is no longer red. Wow. I did not see that, but I'm, I love that because the red Helena cell is not nice to look at. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. It's, so it's it really bad. didn't make any sense. Like it looks so cartoony. It kind of like was a parody of itself. Like they just wanted to sell a toy and that's fine. But aesthetically, it was it was really bad. Yep. It's like, you know what? Since we can't get blood, here's red. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty bad. I was not a fan of that, but I like that they uh that they're going the other way with it. All right, Bronson likes that too, I think. I think he's good with that. He wants Imagine having so much money that you just blow like a hundred grand on a red cage. <laughs> for like no reason. Like for, and it, nobody liked it. This is why they can afford to give away pay-per-views for five dollars. <laughs> is because they're making enough money where they can do that and spend a hundred grand or more on a red cage. <laughs> they should have done a blue cage for SmackDown matches. That's really what they should have done. Yeah, totally. That might have looked better because the the original, not the original, but the old cages were like big blue bars, right? So, yeah, apparently everybody hated working on them. Apparently they hurt like hell. I've heard that, and uh, that's why, like, it looked cool. But I'm like, yeah, that doesn't look fun to work in. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, all right, I don't know which one I want to do next because I'm really looking forward to the IC title three way match, and we have the women's title. Let's do the women's title match. Let's do Bianca Belair. And Asuka, Bianca's great. Asuka, uh, I love the the throwback to her her old gimmick with the face paint. Um, and I don't like that they changed her theme. I don't like it. I think it sounds dumb. But I like the mist. Asuka is, she's just so different from other female performers in that she seems to actually have a thing. And it's not just... Nothing against Bel Air, which I like her gimmick of um, you know, I'm the EST, I'm the best strongest, fastest, right? The whole thing. But Asuka just has another another gear to her, which I think is really fun. And everything she does mostly has been really entertaining. And so I don't know that you make the switch, but I think either way, they're both gonna come out of this looking really good. What a uh, cop out ending to your spiel there. Can you pick a winner, yeah. Patty? Do you like that? Do you like that one? Yeah, non-committal. No, you know what? You know what? Let's do that. Give me Oscar for the win. Misting the Esther, as Becky Lynch called her, misting Esther straight to hell. How about that? Does that work? I like it, and I agree with you. <laughs> I think uh, I think Oscar should win here, and I think it helps everybody. I think Oscar needs the belt to put an exclamation mark on this cool new look she's well, cool retro look she's got. Um, I think it's time. She looks great. She's in, looks like her matches are awesome. She's very unique. She's different. And she's like a legitimately scary woman's heel, right? Like she's unpredictable. She's creepy looking. She is awesome. She's like on all cylinders, right? Like rocking right now. So I'd give her the belt. And I hate to say this, but I still think Bianca Belair is so green. I feel wow. like she has, her matches are excellent. I, you can't deny it. She's a great athlete and a great worker. But any program, I I don't think she's seasoned enough to carry a program. Because all of her good programs have come with stars, whether it's Bailey, Sasha, Becky, which was awesome. Like They were all great, but they were all carried by people that were better. And now that she has been championed for a year, I can't name you one angle 
that was excellent that didn't involve a more established star. I don't think she's, I don't think she's progressed uh, her character to, um, well enough over the past year. And that's not to say that it's over. I think she's a huge star and will be for many years. But I think she needs to build some sympathy for her character. And chasing Asuka is a good way to kind of right that ship. Okay. Okay. I can, I can get down with that. With Bianca on the chase, kind of running roughshod through the roster. I mean, she kind of already did it, but it'd be fun. I would like that, yeah. I just want her, to your point about Ronda talking too much and, you know, hurting her character, I think the same thing happened to her. Yeah, she kind of fell into that hole. Like, everybody, like, we have to do things this way because this is how things work. I'm like, well, not everybody has to do that, right? Like, you don't want to see Goldberg cutting a 20-minute promo, right? No. And we didn't want to see Ryback do it either, and that killed him. For sure did. And then, you know, other things later have killed Ryback more. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like this, though. I, I love Asuka. I like, yeah, the idea of Bianca chasing would actually be really fun. Just Because then you get to see Bianca kind of in her element, beating people up and showing off how strong and fast. And uh, like, remember that time, she, like a year or two ago, she carried Otis in that like skills challenge with Bailey had her run through like a like an obstacle course. And she carried Otis across something or other. It was like two years ago, maybe. Did I make this up? Was this a fever dream I had? Uh, I haven't watched everything, but that may have happened. I don't know. I feel like I saw this where Bianca like legit picked up Otis and carried him like 10 feet or something like over her shoulder. Weird. Okay. I believe I'm going to find like this. A, she's an amazing I'm find athlete. find this clip and put it on the, on the website. Put it in the show notes to make sure I didn't make it up. I trust you. I swear it happened. If not, your subconscious was just exposed as the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, if the, yeah. My brain went in a weird direction, and apparently, <laughs> then, you know what? Then I guess she has to she has to feud with maximum male models. Then I guess that's that's one of the things she has to do on the way back to the championship. Maybe they can teach her to cut a promo. Wow! <laughs> wow! Oh my! First, you say Cody Rhodes is better than Stone Cold, and now you're just you're just dumping. All right, so Dom's never coming on the show. We lost the Austin uh, the Austin bid, and you just torpedoed any chance for Bianca to come on the show. All right, well, all right, cross him off. <laughs> hey, come on! It's uh, it's the elephant in the room. She's excellent, but she can't cut a promo. Not everybody's great at everything. I think that's the yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just now we need to focus on things she's good at, which is carrying large men and beating people up. And yes, and slipping her way into your dreams while doing so. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> promise you, I, I promise you this really happened. I be, no, in find all seriousness, I'm, I believe you. I promise. I believe you. It's not a weird kink I have, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe You know what? If, I, if it's been scrubbed from the internet, then everyone's just going to believe I have a weird kink of women carrying men across <laughs> thresholds or something. <laughs> and now, when you mention it, though, in all seriousness, I, she did something like that, like this amazing feat of strength like that, carrying one of the boys. I forget who, what it was, but I think you're right. Yeah. All right, anyway. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up tomorrow, and, uh, and I'll let you know. All right, we got two matches left. Triple threat, IC title. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Gunter. I think this is... Can I go this far? Is this my favorite match on night two? I don't know. I put over Edge and Balor pretty pretty good there. And sorry to to uh, step over Brock almost for you, but 
I love Gunther. He's fantastic. Drew and Sheamus, it speaks for them. They speak for themselves. Um, I part of me doesn't love that Gunther is mixed up in this Sheamus versus Drew kind of friend battle, but also I think Gunther at this point is strong enough to get himself past it. Yeah, he's been excellent, and I agree with you. He's kind of the um, third wheel, so to speak, in this angle. But I think it does help him to be in the ring with those two at WrestleMania. I think it's a big deal. I don't know what your thoughts were that this was obviously a rumor. I'm just going to digress for a second. Gunther was supposed to be fighting Brock. And Brock, the rumor, this is a rumor. I don't mean to start something. This is dirt sheet BS. It's probably fake. But like after their encounter where like Brock was taking chops, he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and which I can totally see, but because like, why else would you bother with a stare down? Like they had like a, a, a moment at the rumble. I was like, yeah. Oh my God, we're finally, we're actually going to get this match. I can't believe this is happening. And then nothing came of it. I was like, you know, I can actually see that being true. But then again, I could just see it being like a bunch of BS, but I digress. Um, I think this is your opportunity to get the belt off of Gunther without pinning him. So I think Drew pins Sheamus. It frees up Gunther. And I think he is Cody's SummerSlam opponent. I love it. I'm all for it. I don't love, because uh, I don't think Gunther would win that match because you don't, well, we're, we'll talk about it, but I don't, I don't know that if Cody wins, we're assuming Cody wins. Let's, let's roll with that for, for now. Um, I don't know that you take it off him to put it on Gunther, but at the same time, well, maybe they wait a year and have Gunther Brock for the title somehow at WrestleMania 40, so I can see him win the title in person. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Book it. Put it on the put it on the card for for 40. Gunther but, wins the title at WrestleMania, so I can see it in person. <laughs> but what I mean, it's such a great build. Like it's such a great secondary show build. Like Face of America, Cody Rhodes, like big baby face versus Gunther, undefeated. You know, unstoppable, yes. hits hard, works stiff. And it's just a great, like, summer. It, it has, like, this old-school feel to it without being too corny. Like the Luger versus Yokozuna, but, like, not too corny. Like Hogan versus, you know, uh, exposing my lack of Hogan history. But, like... Um, <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yes, that's right. Yeah, The classic it's, feud we all remember. Or, you know, it's just, it's just like... Um, I, but I don't want it to spill into like foreign countries are bad. I, I hate those angles. Right. They're so outdated and stupid. But you can have that be the backdrop to where like, you know, that's just who they are. We have these two characters and they just happen to be from different countries. But like Cody as like the American hero at the SummerSlam is pretty cool. And versus an undefeated Gunther. All right. I can roll with that. I do. And if you, and if you I'm sorry not to cut you off. If you end yep. his undefeated streak at SummerSlam against the champion, like a pretty sweet way to lose your undefeated streak. Yeah. Yeah, that would be okay. That's better than him being pinned in this match cuz then what do you do? Like how do you how do you regain that kind of in a I mean, Gunther is is one of those guys who has the benefit of not being 7 feet tall, but being a badass enough to to run through and be like, "Yep, here I am, ready to I uh, now I can challenge for the title." But then yeah, him not actually not technically taking the loss in this, I think is the way to go. I don't, I mean, I would love to have him just kind of hold the title for a while, but that kind of hamstrings him into 
what he can do in the summer and what he can do to challenge for the world title unless he challenges for the title as intercontinental champion but then you know you're you're losing out on a program for that title which is a detriment i think um so you don't think Sheamus wins the title the only title that he's not held uh you know what that's a good point i just picked drew because he kind of needs something to do and i like him more but that's a great point um <laughs> <laughs> and we lost the Seamus vote for the show. <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm going to switch my vote to Seamus. You just told me. I forgot that was the only belt that eluded him, and that kind of means something. And they love to give moments like that, right? They love to kind of cross those things off the list. Yeah, and Seamus has, you know, he's had an amazing career. So, like, to just give, give him that, he's never really had a mania moment, to my knowledge. Other than winning the title from uh, from Brian in 18 seconds, oh, that's right, I forgot. That might have been that. it, right? <laughs> yeah, but how mo- how much of a moment was that, right? Like the fact that you just said you forgot about it proves your point. Yeah, but also like it, people hated it, and like it turned Brian babyface into the biggest babyface in the company. But and the biggest babyface in, in like five years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it would be nice. That's a great point. I'm going to agree with you there. Where sh- it's Seamus going over Drew. And yeah, he gets his little pyro with his icy bill. Yeah, we're for sure in agreement that uh, Gunther taking a loss is not the move. No, I think that'd be a bad move. Yeah, you don't want to have everybody kind of have to build themselves back in this in the same in a similar fashion. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. All right, so we've talked about Cody Rhodes a little bit before. We've talked about the Bloodline story, how it's been the best thing in wrestling for three years. I think that's pretty much undisputed at this point. Uh, Roman Reigns defending. Against Cody Rhodes. Now, I will, full disclosure, you and I have talked about this. When Cody won the Rumble, I was kind of meh. Kind of, I wasn't into it. I I don't see Cody as, like, the guy. I, I think he's very talented. I like I like what he's been doing. The promos for this have really sold me on him. He's put on great matches since he came back after, as Roman said, his body gave out on him. I like what he's been doing. I just, I, I mean... I think this is where you have to pay off the story. Like you've, there's nowhere else to go. There's like, there's no, if, all right, say Roman wins. If say, if they want to get to a thousand days for his reign, which is what, like three months away, whatever it is, like there's no one else for him to go that you could believe could win the title. Like I don't love it, but Cody's got to be the guy. And I think, you know, yeah, this will be the bloodline story has, will be paid off over two nights, which is, fine they've done pretty much all they can do even though solo just joined you know this year or last year but um i think they've done as much as they can and roman gets to finally take some time off and not have to not have to carry the show and then what did cody say uh cody said in a promo the other day then you know when you lose roman he becomes an advocate pointed at Heyman. i'm like ooh, ooh, that sounds fun actually <laughs> But you like Cody winning, uh, winning this. You're you're all in on this, right? Yep, I agree with you from a storyline perspective that this is the way to you have to go. Like if Roman were to win here, I think it's you know arguably without thinking about it, probably the second worst booking decision behind Taker losing to Brock. Like you just can't, there is you're destroying. You put all this stock and money and time into Cody. And this is the moment. This is the peak. You have to pay it off here. But unlike you, I'm a big Cody guy. I like it. He, I think he's the guy. 
and he's seasoned, he's good, he's over, and it seems like he has a really good head on his shoulders to carry the company from a PR standpoint. And he's also good enough to get other guys over, turn heel when the time comes, and it's just it's the right move all the way around. And now you've really gotten me sold on Cody Gunther. You've really got me in on that because I, I'm just thinking about how that match could go, and man, that would actually be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's a great matchup for. I think it's a great like first big pay per view defense for Cody. So if this doesn't work and Cody ends up facing, I don't know, I was gonna whoever whoever I could say would be disrespectful to that person, so I won't. I don't know if I can name anybody, but like I was gonna say like oh if he faces Chad Gable, but I love Chad Gable as a performer. So that's that'd be disrespectful, and he would never come on the show. So, damn, I was see, I was going somewhere, and then I, I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking ahead, like a like a comedian working clean, working tonight show clean to get a sitcom. That's if that's you what were, I'm doing. If you were to ever get a good guest, you can always just delete old guests. That's true. That's very true. As if I can just clear happened. everything out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how long has this guy been on the air? He has literally two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> One's from 2018 and the other one's from yesterday. What's going on here? <laughs> Took a five-year hiatus. Took a break, had a kid, moved. <laughs> Put out a record. We did things. Put out a record, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, but yeah, this is... Um, the match will be good. Roman and, and Cody have been on... You know, been at the top of their games for for some time. I know I just said I'm not a huge Cody guy, but... I can respect the man's got talent. Um, I think it's going to be great. I think all this, the bloodline story again is, has been the best, but then where, like if it doesn't end here, where do you, it's kind of be like, all right, now what? And then how much, how many times can you do the, you know, we, we, the ones and I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy tribal chief. Like who else is there that you can build up and have it look as good as the other things have, have over the course of this story right agreed i have a question for you do you think that this ends cody versus roman straight up or do we get a schmaz and zane puts an exclamation point on his angle let's just say there's a big schmaz between the bloodline and owens and zane and somewhere along the line owens and zane uh, sorry excuse me zane and roman end up in the ring together Haluva kick, Roman staggers out of the corner into a crossroads for the victory. Do you muddy it up like that, or do you keep it clean to where it's only Cody winning the championship? What do you do? Well, I like the idea of everything kind of coming to a head, and it would... See, here's the thing. I don't... I like the idea of a WrestleMania win, especially after so long of a title reign. I love it being clean. I love that. I love that idea. But... Almost every Roman win with the bloodline has been screwy, right? And so it would kind of make sense with the story to have his loss also be screwy and then, you know, break up the bloodline, do whatever you're going to do after that. Roman takes a vacation, does a movie, and then comes back whenever, right? But, man, I I like both ways to do it. I don't, I don't know. Man, I just feel like the definitive win for Cody Rhodes would cement him as the guy. And so I think in, in that regard, it has to be clean. But I love the idea of Sami Zayn getting the last laugh 
after all he went through with the bloodline. I love the idea of him kind of being partly responsible for it coming down, as he's been saying in promos for months. Yeah, I think I totally see both sides. I totally, but I would like to see Zane get the exclamation point, but then Cody's left in the ring celebrating, and that's that. Because I also think for the audience that wasn't sure what they were getting when they bought night two tickets, right? So they dedicated night two. They weren't, they were hoping to get Sammy Zane because let's face it, he's like the most over baby face. So to give him to both sets of audiences on night one and night two, I think would be really like the right thing to do. Even if it's just for a minute or two, I think him appearing and, you know, the story coming to a full head with all the characters involved, I think is the right thing. Similar to how, you know, Austin and Owens were night one, and then Austin still came out and did a spiel night too. You know, I think that was important for the paying customer. I think it's important to get Sammy out there um, for night two as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, he he deserves that, number one. And everyone else who's been invested in this story watching deserves to see him kind of put the button on it like he's been talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Because for weeks it's been, we have to bring the bloodline down. We have to destroy this. You and me, Kevin, we have to be the ones to bring this down. And they do half of it on night one when they win the tag titles, and the other half on night two when they indirectly are responsible for Cody winning the title. Yeah, I again, I love the idea of a WrestleMania win being clean, but I think in this case you make an exception, and it doesn't cheapen the win for Cody in this case, especially if, like you said, if Cody is the one by himself, like Zane does that and then leaves. And so like the camera doesn't cut back to Zane on the stage. It mm-hmm. doesn't cut to wherever Zane might be. He doesn't hug Cody in the ring. He does his thing and he disappears. And Cody Rhodes, like he got his moment. Cody Rhodes then gets his moment and we're all, all excited, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is that is yeah. that the right? I know I just kind of kind of trailed off, but I'm. I'm exhausted here, Matt. <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It's just, I think Sammy needs the moment too. And it's just, and it also will eventually be a one, an excellent story. I trust Triple H to hopefully tell it is when Cody, I could see a year from then, the main event of 40 being a babyface Sammy versus a heel Cody. Because then you could, you have all this, all these seeds planted about how, you know, Cody's took Sammy's spot. Sammy helped Cody win the belt. And then Cody, Sammy wins the Rumble and then Cody ends up turning on him. And, you know, they have this nice program into Philly. I think that could really work too. All right. So we've already booked some things for 40, which is great. <laughs> uh, we get Gunter Brock in some fashion. And yeah, Sammy. Sammy winning the title over Cody at uh, in the main event. Yeah, I like this. Sounds good. I like this. These are things I would enjoy seeing in person. So, so uh, Trips, if you're listening, which I know you are, because you're you listen, you listen when I talk about wrestling. Uh, make this happen in a year. We'll be there. See, here's here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing, Maddie. Here's the thing. Uh, remember, that was that was his. Thing. There's always the, uh, at the end. <laughs> How'd I do? Was that, was that convincing? That was, I actually thought it was Triple H for a second. Thanks, man. 
Oh, thanks, pal. Oh, I'm glad I can make you laugh here, pal, at the end of the night. <laughs> there we go. Tears in a row. That's for Bronson. That Vince was for Bronson, by the way. Uh, <laughs> or how about at the end of the night, they make it a triple threat and Vince pins Roman to end the story. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Only here. This is the only way I'll buy that. If he's wearing the do-rag from his ECW championship days. <laughs> It'd be That's Ivan the as, there's another Ivan as mentioned. I joke about that angle all the time. Like it was, so, <laughs> it was so stupid and so absurd that he's like posing. He was wearing like a crew neck black sweater, like the entire angle, like flexing with the ECW championship and a do-rag. It was just so stupid. Amazing. It was, wait, do I have my hat here? Hold on. Wait. <laughs> that was just for you matthew thank you i appreciate it i should have turned on the video for that that would have been officially wrestlemania season (laughs) yes we have uh jill and i have talked about for years getting a 3d wrestlemania sign printed we have like a little archway out of the living room into the dining room it's like a like you could have put a door there, but there isn't. And so there's this little thing above the door where you could put something. Like we need to put a WrestleMania sign there so we can we can all point to it. Oh, that's because awesome. pointing seasons are favorite. Yeah, <laughs> just put a framed WrestleMania picture on top of your dining room. We could. We'd have to find. Maybe we'll get the Brock Lesnar uh, Omos Omos poster just for you and year uh... <laughs> round. Yes, just put. I did. I I sent you that thing. I saw it's WrestleMania, but it's all the best matches, and it was like yeah, yeah, Kane yeah. versus Kali and like the Divas Battle Royal and all that. Yeah, that was. Funny. I'm gonna get that framed, and we're gonna make that the pointing for WrestleMania. Love it because you know what? I've sat through every one of those matches, and I love them all in their special way. In their own ways, they've all every every one of those crappy matches has had something fun to enjoy, like Kane's hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that makes me think of the Sino evil is the reference there and uh <laughs> i like how like vince thought it was a good idea for like his baby face to bring out a murder weapon yeah like the audience would believe that he's gonna murder a man that's right in front of 80, well it's kane like, you could believe it yeah sure you could buy that right totally no <laughs> The CGI at the end of that movie when he's making the if you've never seen Sino Evil, I recommend it. It's uh it's a decent decent horror flick. But at the end of the movie, and during a, a certain scene, the CGI, it was made in 2006, by the way. The CGI was so bad and it looks so fake. And it's just like, all right, the rest of the movie's been good. And then like you end on that, it's like a wet fart. It's like a, like a fart in church. It's like, oh, okay. I remember it being pretty decent. The movie's good. I like it. I watch it every year. The boys and I still wish each other a happy every year. You can't say... I got to censor that, man. We can't say that out loud. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. But thank you. Everyone will know... Well, the boys will know what you were talking about. (laughs) At my funeral, they'll know why I'm dead. (laughs) I uttered the words. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Bronson, say it ain't so. All right. Matt, I love this. I love that we got to do this. Me too. I'm glad we made it work. It almost didn't happen. So I'm going to scramble tomorrow to get this uh, put together. It'll be out on Saturday. And uh, it'll be out before night one. So you can all enjoy WrestleMania. And uh, Bronson, I hope for your sake that Vince McMahon comes back in his do-rag and pins Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring clean 
to you to win the <laughs> to win the world title. <laughs> Are you going to put that on the WrestleMania pool Excel sheet that I send you, Pat? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I like that. Yeah, there's going to be no winner picked for Oscar uh, Bianca because I was non-committal. And then, uh, yeah, Vince in his do rag is going to pin Roman Reigns to win the world title at WrestleMania <laughs> on night two. If that happens, I'll just give you the money. Thank you. I think I will have earned it for exactly. making that selection. <laughs> I think I will have earned whatever the prize might be. <laughs> All right, everybody, enjoy WrestleMania. It's on Peacock. Don't buy it from regular pay-per-view. It's too much money. Buy, just buy Peacock for the weekend, and you'll be fine. And uh, Or keep it, because sometimes there's baseball on Peacock, too. So check all that out. Oh, Matt, before you go, way too early, who wins the World Series? Um, wow, give me a second. Give me your pick. See, I was going to use the time that you were picking to make my pick. Uh, should I go the homer pick and say the Phillies get back and finally overcome and slay the dragon? Yes, I will. I'm a homer. Go Phils. Bryce Harper comes back. In uh, in late June, carries the team through the summer. The bullpen gets it together. Zach Wheeler wins the Cy Young, and the Phillies win the World Series. There you go. Some bold predictions. You know what? It's not too far. I mean, if you were to tell me they would have made the World Series last year, I wouldn't have believed you. And now they're an even better team, I think. So it's possible. I still don't believe it, and I live through it. <laughs> My brain is upsetting me at the moment because it's hard to just say no to Houston. They're just too good. For sure. Unfortunately, like it pains me to say that. So I'm going to say Houston with my fun pick being, boy. Um, the Angels. They finally do it. God, I hate the Angels. They're, really? I hate the Angels. They're like wow. the worst. They're like the black hole of the league. So like you hate them in that you don't want them to win or you hate that they are wasting two of the best players ever? To the latter. Okay. And, and they, they just sign Rendon, and he doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> they did the same thing with Pujols. It's just like, um, gosh, I feel like the Rangers might surprise people if DeGrom stays healthy, which is a big question mark. Um, huh. I have to say the Astros, unfortunately. Sorry, Pat. What a okay. downer to end the show. It is. It is. Pick a fun. Pick a better. A fun team. Not a better right. team. I don't know that you can pick um, a better team, but pick a pick a fun team. Let's see. I'm gonna pick the Brewers. I like their pitching. Wow. They can't hit for <laughs> as uh, what is, is that in major league? You may run like like hey, you hit like yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Pitching. If they can just get it together a little bit offensively, I like them a lot. Or make a deal for something at the deadline. I felt like that for a couple of years, and Yelich has only gotten worse. I don't know. It's a bad pick, but I can't think of anything more entertaining. Here you go. The Brewers make a play, and they get Shohei Otani for the rest of the year in July. <laughs> Can you imagine Shohei and his fanfare going to Milwaukee? <laughs> I feel like that's the only way your fun pick comes true. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. They should do it. Lock it up. There you go. Matt Shaw has predicted Shohei Otani to the Brewers for the rest of the year <laughs> at the deadline, and the Brewers ride him to the World Series. There you go. God. Yeah, the state of Wisconsin won't know what hit him. <laughs> That's gonna be, oh, man. But you know what? I think Wisconsin deserves it. Milwaukee baseball deserves it. Bernie deserves it. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Bob Uecker deserves it. Bernie Brewer and Bob Uecker deserve Shohei Otani. 
It is. All right. There it is. See, that's more fun. than the. I know the Astros is the easy pick, but that's more fun. The Brewers trade for Shohei Otani in July, and they ride him to the World Series. And then they offer him 10 years, $50 million in the offseason. <laughs> Didn't wait. <laughs> wait. Fifty million a year or fifty million total? <laughs> no, the, the Brewers would offer him fifty total, yes. just yeah, to say they made an offer. So for what? Oh my god! Oh, that's fantastic. That is great. I don't think you could get you could value a player less than the Red Sox did Xander Bogarts, but I think <laughs> I think the Brewers making an offer to show Anthony. <laughs> Like they couldn't do a player dirtier than Xander got done by the Red Sox this year. But <laughs> what was Xander's offer? It was like ninety million dollars last spring. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was. It was not even triple digits. I don't think. And he, he was like, like, no, quietly and consistently like one of the best players in the entire league. Yeah, and then they signed Trevor Story, who's not even on the field this year so far. So <sighs> I know it's a, it's a bum deal. Not good, but Shohei to the Brewers confirmed 10 years, $50 million. <laughs> I feel like the Marlins would jump in and go $52 million just to say they, they outbid someone. And then the Rays, for some reason, come in at 10 years, 10 mil. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, this is better than, the, than you picking the Astros. I love this. This yeah, is great. I'll pick All the right. Brewers with Shohei Atani to win the World Series. Yes. Correct. That's fun as hell. Oh, my God. All right. Somebody who has Emily the show, make this happen. I don't care how you do it. And uh, send it over to me, themeltingpat.com. Let me know how you uh, how you inserted Shohei Otani to the Brewers lineup and carried them to the World Series. <laughs> somebody do that in the show. It's out now, I think. Yeah. It is. Somebody boot it up and uh, and let me know. Let us know how you made... The Brewers get Shohei Otani and win the World Series. <laughs> hey, CC almost did it. That's true. And then he ran into the bus off Phillies. And then he was offered nine years at eight hundred thousand dollars. Wait, is that true? No, no, it's no. not true. Come on, man that that would have been fun. You should have said yes. <laughs> you should have said, "Yep, that's what they did." We've talked about enough fake sports for one day. <laughs> We sure did. Matthew, this was fantastic. I am, again, so glad we were able to make this work. Me this too, will be man. up Saturday at some point. I don't know. But that's a great final thought. Shohei Otani to the Brewers. And Vince McMahon pins Roman Reigns to win the world title. There you have it, folks. You can't go on any better than that. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Pat. I really appreciate you accommodating. And it's always great talking to you, buddy. <laughs>